Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. Gas is up, rent is up, food is up. <laughs> Everything. Inflation running at 40-year highs. With all the spending the Democrats have piled up. We're not the opinion police on social media. Hunter Biden's laptop. Con game for Democrats. Look at what they did. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. I don't know that we can get through it all today. It's <laughs> it's that crazy. It's that uh, two-hour show. What do you say? Uh, it could, uh, <laughs> with a blink of an eye. Um, I'd say the first thing uh, I want to uh, – this Mayorkas um, gal of uh, disinformation – the Disinformation Governance Board. What a joke. We were talking just before we went on the air. You were saying she was uh, a fellow with the Hillary Clinton campaign. She was, uh, I mean, this this is just beyond the pale. Um, uh, over the weekend, Mayorkas tried to go on all the talking head shows and tell everybody how this individual was so unbiased that she was the perfect person for the job. Uh, Chuck Todd didn't even mention her by name, which is um, Nina, what's her last name? Jankowitz. Uh, Jankowitz, thank you. And uh, Mayorkas just, he went Fox News Sunday, he went on CNN. Even CNN was looking at Mayorkas like, are you kidding me? But this is what she came out with. I guess she came out with this on Friday. She wanted to be the Mary Poppins of disinformation. Do we? Do you have this ready? She actually put this on TikTok. Now, some of the words are hard to understand, but she's she's and Mayorkas is saying we just want to quell disinformation. It's a national security issue. He told all the Talking <laughs> Head shows. You're going to listen to this. One of the verses in this. Uh, her her version of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from Mary Poppins. One of the verses, she says, when Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers said COVID can't cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Here is the new Madam of Disinformation. Go ahead. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Anyway, it goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, and she's gotten a lot of pushback on it, uh, rightly so. But I, I mean, th- that alone ought to disqualify her. I mean, here she's putting disinformation out over TikTok, and she's supposed to be the head of the disinformation Nazi party. Within hours of the announcement of, you know, this new uh, caller minister of truth, if you want to go go back to Orwell. Go back to Orwell. But, you know, to me, this is just another prime example of a a self-righteous, self-absorbed liberal (laughs) 
that is shooting the bird at the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, and, and she, you know, if this was a serious position, which it shouldn't be in a position at all, you think that she would do this just within hours after she you know, gets this so-called appointment or whatever. And this is the same person in 2020. Um, she did an article in the New York Daily News, uh, you know, basically calling out the whole Biden laptop story as being Russian disinformation. Oh, oh. And the, the only people that were doing that was, you know, everyone other than reasonable journalists that did just a little bit of homework. And now and, and now we know that that is disinformation. And and yesterday you talked about the shows yesterday. I did get a chance to watch uh, I watched it on tape of um, Brett Baird's interview with Alexander Mayorkas. I guess right. is that the whatever the name of his show is. Brett Baird was, was uh, uh, Fox News Sunday. I Fox News was, Sunday, yeah. I guess. But um, I guess he's he's in place where Chris Wallace is now. Well, I think they're having a different host every week. So but, he was the one there this week. But Mayorkas, uh, it's just amazing to me that he. When when Baird actually did press him on this, well, well, hey, you know, how about the you know she pushed this disinformation campaign with the SEAL dossier and things such as that. Oh, I, I can't comment about you know that. What? Why you, not? Why, why not? Every major news source in America now has had to come out and say, yeah, it was a lie. The Russian, <laughs> the Russian whole Russian collusion thing was a lie. Which again, it makes it all the more of a joke. Yeah, this it, is the person that's going to head up the disinformation, and Mayork is one of his, the first questions that's asked on a talk show is, I can't comment on that. I mean, that, that just, it, it and, wow, it's beyond yeah, the pale. We, you know, we talked a little bit about it on Friday, but then after the weekend hearing Mayorkas and all the other Democrat roll out of, of, of uh, talking about this, and, and the timing of it, hey, the timing of it just when Elon Musk takes over Twitter and vows to make it free speech again, so, so they're going to create a body to say what disinformation is. I mean, I, I would be equally upset if it was a Republican president that supported this. But I, I think our elected officials, North Carolina, I'll call out Tom Tillis, and uh, well, we we know uh, Richard Burr won't do it. We know Richard Burr, you know, you know, you know, fancy loafers with no socks guy. Um, <laughs> we know. I mean, we know he's not going to say anything because he's worried about somebody, you know, getting him for insider trading. But where is Tom Tillis on this? And if he said anything about it, I missed it. But this is what our elected officials should be getting fired up more than anything else is when our free speech is, is under, under assault. Well, he wasn't from North Carolina, but uh, Republican Missouri Senator Josh Hawley announced today that he plans to introduce legislation eliminating Biden's administration of controversial disinformation board. I, again, this is so unconstitutional. Uh, it is so unconstitutional that it, it's it's beyond... Uh, it's it's unimaginable that anyone would propose this and the idea that oh it's a security measure have you noticed how uh, again goes back to uh, the old uh, adage from um, obama's the chicago mayor uh no, don't never let a good crisis go to waste whether it's covid in which we've got to change all election laws, or now we're talking about national security. Oh, it's 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 a border issue, so we got to make sure you know, or it's China, or it's Russia. So interestingly, this little asinine song that Jankowitz sang, nothing in there about China, nothing in there about Russia. <laughs> yeah, it, and nothing in there about Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, and the fact that the the government being the president of the united states lied over and over and over again about having no involvement with his son's businesses now it's coming out they had a bank account together and 
and and uh, they ignore this. Uh, th- th- to me, this got me more fired up over the weekend. The more I thought about it, it it's it's just another th- case of just trying to uh, limit our liberties and yep. freedom of speech is fundamental in it. Well, and again, it's interesting because you know Obama a couple of weeks ago came out with the first salvo talking about you know we need to make sure we fight. In yep. the court of public opinion, to make sure that our voices are louder than their voices, and then Elon Musk comes in and uh, comes to an agreement to buy Twitter and uh, Truth Social, Donald Trump's new um, social platform, is now up and running uh, apparently very well. Now you can get on there and start your account. You know, when they first rolled it out, it had a lot of problems. Apparently, those problems have been solved. They're up on the Rumble server. And so, and and then all of a sudden, hey, we've got to have a disinformation governance board. Mm. Uh, oh, strictly coincidental, had nothing to do with it, right? The other issue that Mayorkas was asked about by Brett Baer had to do with um, the millions of illegals coming across the border. Listen to what he says in response to the violence and the mayhem at the border. Listen to his response. Cut one. But is it the objective of the Biden administration to reduce, sharply reduce the total number of illegal immigrants coming across the southern border? Is that the objective? It is the objective of the Biden administration to make sure that we have safe, legal and orderly pathways for individuals to be able to access our legal system. Did you hear that? He doesn't give a damn about the American citizens. He doesn't. It's all about the illegals coming across. Oh, we want to make sure they're safe. There's another article out today that Biden's giving everybody a phone. Come across the border, you get a free phone. Yeah, and the thing about it is the reports are that we have seen we hadn't seen anything yet as far as the border what's what's getting ready to come across. I mean, they're talking like a half a million people like in just a matter of a few days um here here in the next few weeks i believe it is i read an article about it this uh sometime over the weekend and you know their, their response is uh well we, we just can't process them all Cl- you stop Close them the border. stop them the the remaining mexico policy that trump had that the democrats stopped was working yep. we we hadn't had the control of our border in history i mean since since all this started in the 80s really and um, and, and yet the biden administration what what do they blame Oh well, you know we inherited a a border situation that was in total disarray. What a load of it's a lie. <laughs> Mayorkas admitted yesterday that over 1.4 million illegal immigrants have been released or been able to avoid apprehension by law enforcement since Joe Biden took office. 1.4 million, not approximately, because I've I've done the numbers before, but it's been a few years. But that's approximately our entire coverage area if you go from the virginia line down to wilmington from the outer banks to the other side of i-95 it's approximately one and a half million people we cover and what's the big deal that's just that's the population of eastern north carolina what's the big deal well it's it's a big deal to the democrats because they just see it as votes i mean they want to i mean they just want to get people here they want to just flood the system so there's no excuse you can't handle it and then they're going after amnesty. And you know, that's all they want. You, you know what's interesting? And I tell you, we got to take a break. You talk about amnesty. You talked about Tom Tillis. Stay, stay with us, folks. Stay with us. Don't leave us during this ad because uh, 
If you like to get your blood pressure up, we're going to help you get there. Stay with us. We'll drive back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is uh, Monday, and the uh, weather is pretty. Boy, we got some rain last night. It was about time, and we could get some more tonight. Scattered thunderstorms this evening. Mostly cloudy, though. Low around 67. Um, why, why, why do we have the weather here as Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday? <laughs> I just read Tuesday night's forecast. Anyway, tonight is going to be a low around 63 with just a few clouds. Uh, tomorrow during the day, a high of 89 and a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Wednesday, pretty much more of the same with a high of 89. Hard to believe it was 11 years ago that Osama bin Laden was killed by U.S. forces. Zero dark 30. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I have not seen that. That is good. Zero Dark Thirty. It was about basically about the uh, CIA person that uh, her entire career at CIA was was goal was to find Osama bin Laden, and uh, I think she worked on it. That's all she worked on in mm. like her twelve years. So that was a big deal. <laughs> Patrick Johnson just walked in the studios. Oh. Hey, Patrick. It's always good to see me. It's always good to see you, too. So you're talking about, before the break, the Latino vote. And was this a um, uh, the, the idea that they're opening up the markets? The Mayorkas just on, on Fox News Sunday just came out and said, you know what? It's, it's all about making sure they get here safe and sound and they've got the ability to get in here legally, which is it's an oxymoron. They're here illegally, which, you're, you know, the, the, the speech police don't allow you to uh, talk about uh, uh, them being illegal immigrants. Uh, interestingly, there was a new survey from NPR, PBS, and Marist, and um, there are a couple of categories. Now, o- overall, the Republicans on the generic ballot have about a 3% favorability over Democrats, and you think, well, that, that's it? But you got to realize that traditionally – if it's tied, the Republicans are ahead. If they're down four or five points, they're tied. <laughs> if they're up three percent in these polls, I mean that is very, very significant. Yeah, it's huge. but there's a couple of other really significant things you need to look at. Amongst independents of independents, thirty-eight percent said they vote Democrat. Forty-five said they vote Republican. Of parents with children. Parents with children under the age of 18, 32% would vote for Democrats. 60% would vote for Republicans. Hmm. Latinos, this is this will knock your socks off. Latino vote, 39% for Democrats, 52% for Republicans. So, what's the, what's the percentage that said they would vote early and often? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be Democrats. That would be 92% Democrats, 7% Republicans. It, it's, it's funny. I, I looked at those polls this weekend is i mean we didn't hadn't even talked about this until now and i i had the same impression i said you know if they're saying republicans are up three or four percent it's probably like 14 percent really in reality uh because we know the way you know the way they are in the past cook political report which is no conservative organization they came out with a statement no democrat in a single digit biden or trump one district is secure 
And even some seats Biden carried by double-digit margins in 2020 could come into play this fall. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's not a good uh, not a good season to be Democrats. And Newt Gingrich yesterday, well, she was on uh, he he was on uh, Maria Bartiromo's program. Quote: I think we'll pick up between 25 and 70 seats. We'll probably pick up at least four seats in the Senate. 70 seats. I think the record high was um, back in 1948. Of course, it was um, in uh, 2010. There was a 63-seat game by uh, Republicans. And uh, but and that was the highest since 1948. So, uh, yeah, you know, we could set records. I, I, guess, I guess I'm not as optimistic. <laughs> but uh, just because. Well, I, if it's half that. Yeah, yeah, it's. The, you know, the main thing you got you got to take over the house, and you got to you got to just pick up a you, know, you got to pick up the majority in the Senate, and and I think the Democrats are going to be so desperate. I mean, that you know, you know, their internal polling tells them even scarier things. They're going to be so desperate. I think I don't think we have seen the likes of what the misinformation and the the campaign that they will come up with. And you're already starting to hear it. I heard a DNC chair this weekend. <laughs> saying you know it's not time to fight fair and and this and that since when have they ever fought fair yeah i mean it's just i think we're gonna see a lot of a lot of lies and and it's gonna be propped up by the by the media by the mainstream media have you ever cornered a possum they are uh i I don't know how they're not dangerous but boy they show their fangs and they hiss at you and they are just put on their ugliest face that's what the democrats will look like oh yeah i will do anything she will she will. You know, a friend of mine today, we, we, we had a, or actually maybe it was last night, we're having a little text conversation about politics, and he brought up a good point about how, how telling was it that Nancy Pelosi, you know, went, shut, over, to Kiev. went over to Kiev. And, um, you know, I, I think the Democrats are smarter than what people give them credit for, particularly Republicans. I mean, there's just absolutely no— Cunning, I would use, not smart. Yeah, but, but. I mean, there's just no way—well, they're smart politically— there's no way that they're going to take Biden or Harris to 2024. I've never believed it. I've always said it. But the date, I mean, Pelosi going over to Kiev to meet with a leader, that to me is that is that telling? Is she the is she the number three? Is she getting ready to you know to, to take over? Uh, if if they if they get rid of the other two, I. The, I <laughs> because I, I, I don't know. I, That's not, a scary thought. I'm not sure Biden will make it to the midterms but if he makes it to the midterms and they and the democrats get a shellacking like we think they might joe biden is done and it will be an all-out onslaught of things on joe biden and joe biden's family to get rid of him well remember that the biden administration just last week came up with their 33 billion dollar package for uh, ukraine and uh, so Nancy, Queen Nancy, flew over there over the weekend and pledged unwavering U.S. support for Ukraine, quote, until the fight is done. And after she and a congressional delegation held an unannounced meeting with Zelensky, Pelosi and, Z- Pelosi, Pelosi and Zelensky um, both posted tweets of the meeting with the Ukraine leader linking a video of him wearing fatigues and surrounded by armed guards as he greeted the Democratic congressional member in the Kiev on Saturday. We believe that you are visiting to say thank you for your fight for, for your fight, fight for freedom. I'll get it out. 
Uh, we're on the frontier of freedom, and your fight is a fight for everyone. Now, what's interesting about this is she's out there talking like she is the leader of of the United States, and, and sure she's not. Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, she's making these comments. I mean, stop and think about this, especially in light of an article out of PJ Media. Again, she said, "Until the fight is done, we you have our unwavering U.S. support, mm-hmm. and we're going to send you anything you need, thirty-three billion dollars." I mean, does she have the right to go over and do that? I, I mean, if if that was a Republican, they'd be screaming and hollering something about the Logan Act. But consider those words in light of this PJ Media article. Russia threatened a dramatic escalation of war in Ukraine Thursday when Russia's Channel One featured a video depicting Russian missiles reaching Berlin, Paris, and London. Mm. Channel One's 60 Minutes program, one of the most popular in Russia, featured the chairman of the nationalist Rodina Party, Alexa um, Zervalyov, who suggested Russia could launch a Sartmat missile on the UK. Producers then cut to a map and seemed to suggest that the missiles could be launched from the Russian enclave between Poland and Lithuania and the Baltic Sea. Uh, Then they came back and said, well, we can't do that yet, but we'll be able to do that soon. And then they uh, started talking about these Smartmat missiles are capable of annihilating Great Britain. There'd be nothing left. Uh, Nuclear war. From the launching pad to Berlin is 106 seconds. From the launching pad to Paris is 200 seconds. From the launching pad to London, if you're interested, they said, is 202 seconds. Now, I think, personally, I think this is saber-rattling. I think it is a dog that has a loud bark with no bite. Uh, if If they were this strong and mighty, do you not think they would have already won in Ukraine? But nonetheless, uh, is it smart for some unelected official? Now, I mean, I, I know she's elected and she's the Speaker of the House, but for her to go out on behalf of the United States and make these bold statements? Well, that's, you know, when I, when I saw that, that told me, I mean, that's typically not protocol. And no. It, I mean, I, I can understand in general the president not doing that. Um, particularly Joe Biden, because everybody knows he's, you know, a mental lightweight right now at this point in his life for sure. But, and that's a know, compliment. But, you know, Vice President Harris, not involved, but Nancy Pelosi. I just don't recall anything like this ever been, been no. done. So is, I Do mean, you is ever that, remember Newt Gingrich going yeah, over? Yeah, I mean, is, is that tipping the hand of what the Democrats' plans are? Because th- there's just no way they'll take either one of those to the 2024. And I don't know that they can survive a primary. Well, well stop and think about it. So last week it was uh, Austin and Blinken over there, yeah, mm-hmm. and they were trying to put on this leadership phase, and then the next weekend it's Nancy Pelosi, and, and again, boy, you know, I, Lloyd Austin going over there, you know, at least you had a, an ex-military guy. I mean, I know he's liberal, but fairly no nonsense. Uh, if nothing else, he's intimidating. The guy's a hawk. And then you send over Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I mean, she's she's not too far behind Joe in no, terms of cognitive it, ability. Yes, yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah, she might be. Uh, she might be worse than Joe Biden. I don't know. But can you imagine when she walked out of Zelensky? Probably. I don't. I don't know how you say what the hell. 
<laughs> in, in Ukraine, in Ukrainian. But I bet he just looked at his advisors and said, "We're screwed." I mean, if we're relying on the United States, I wow. mean, good gracious. Uh, I, and I know we're jumping around from subject to subject, but boy, it's a heavy news day. Breitbart, and this, uh, there are other publications that are, are, are running the story as well. And this actually happened last week. But this is the story I was saying. This is going to get your blood pressure up. What is being billed as, quote, bipartisan talks about immigration reform is really the resurrection of the Gang of Eight through a Gang of Four, including Republican Senators Tom Tillis and John Cornyn from Texas, who are in favor of amnesty for hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens. Again, this is out of Breitbart, but this has been published in other publications, including The Hill. The Gang of Eight crafted the Border Security Economic Opportunity and Immigration Modernization Act of 2013, which expired after the House did not take up the bill. Now, Tillis and Cornyn are joining forces with Democrats, Senator Alex Patilla of California and Dickie Durbin of Illinois, the latter whom was on the original gang. Formal talks start Thursday, according to The Hill. Instead of trying to craft an agreement from scratch, the group is going to use smaller, already introduced bipartisan immigration-related bills to try to put together a package that could get the 60 votes needed to advance through the Senate. The Hill also reported on Biden's plan to drop the Title 42 next week, which is the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention statute to limit immigration into the United States to protect citizens from exposure to the coronavirus. A GOP demand for a vote to effectively block the administration from lifting Title 42, which has also gotten snagged by a court fight, has stalemated a deal for $10 billion in coronavirus aid. Why do we need another $10 billion in coronavirus aid? <laughs> yeah, it, the last I saw, they hadn't spent it all. But it was fine. Put it back yeah. in the Treasury. Yeah, the Treasury. Pay down the debt. Maybe inflation will reverse itself a little bit. I, I, you know, and, and, oh, it's only $10 billion. It's a drop in the bucket. I mean, my gosh, we're spending trillions of dollars. What's $10 billion? Uh, listen to this, though. I, I, I mean, the story goes on. Breitbart News reported the Biden officials are now preparing for a mass migration event at the border where they expect a foreign population the size of Atlanta, Georgia, roughly half a million people, to show up every month. Every month, hmm. hoping to be released in the United States interior by the administration's expansive cash and release network. Well, we just heard Mayorka say, we just want to make sure it's safe for them, that they've got a pathway, just as long as they're safe, as long as these illegals are safe. We don't really give a crap about you American slobs, but as long as the illegals are safe. Amid those warning, Tillerson Durbin confirmed to the Hill that they're pushing to revive an amnesty plan for illegal aliens with fellow senators. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. If, if this is wrong, Senator Tillis, please correct the record. Please make it really clear. So far, nothing out of Tillis's office correcting the record. Yes, we want to sit at a table and ask members to have migration, immigration, bipartisan immigration bills to come and propose those bills to us and see if we can build a 60 vote plus margin for a group of bills. It may not be possible, but I think it is, Durbin said. Tillis, asked by the Hill about the talks, added that after the recess, he wanted to start some working groups leading up to whenever we can to have a committee markup. The only way that we're going to get real progress is to have a four-pillar discussion, so immigration reform, uh, DACA, border security, and then I think asylum reform is pretty important, particularly with what's going on with Title 42, Tillis said. 
I will be the first one to apologize to Senator Tillis. But please come out and tell us that this is incorrect, yeah. Senator Tillis. But listen, I, I, I my, my I, I've, I have been hanging around politics for a while now. I can tell you, if this if this story is true, the excuse will be, well, you know, we've got to have some big give and take. If we're going to get this under control, then we've got to be willing to go there. Every time Republicans say, well, you know, we've got to give a little to get a little, the American people get a little right up the rear end. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, he's a Democrat, Dick Durbin. But, but if Are you, you t- Tom Tillis or Dick Durbin you're talking about? Yeah, but if you're, if you're a Republican and, and you're, you're going to negotiate it all with Dick Durbin, Dick Durbin is the most unreasonable corrupt. senator corrupt in Congress. Yeah. Yeah. And to continue, you, you know— He and Chuckie Schumer, they're in birds of a feather. I mean, I, I'd like to hear if Tom Tillis said, well, you know what, before we even go down that road— Let's get control of the freaking border like it was controlled under Donald Trump. Yep. So, so you're, you're allowed now we'll, – we'll go a few more months here. We'll have another five or six million illegal immigrants here. Oh, now you want to talk a pathway to citizenship. Yep. Close the freaking border and get it under control. Well, and again, I think Tom says, well, in order to uh, close the border and get it under control, we've got to give in on amnesty. I give up. Please. Please, Tom Tillis, please tell us this is incorrect information and that you're going to fight for the American people not to have it safe for the illegals to come across. We'll be right back. City. What's going on in my backyard? Things that are happening locally. I like the local news. Things that I don't hear everywhere else. I don't hear everywhere else. For the local news you want. Kept me informed for all of the local stuff, you know. It let me know what was going on in the local community. Eastern Carolina's news sources. News and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Speaking of local, the former Onslow County school teacher charged with secretly recording students, some in various stages of undress, had his first court appearance today. Stephen Barra, who had resigned as the teacher of the Newbridge Middle School after his arrest, is facing multiple counts of secretly recording students and installing a recording device in his classroom. In his first court appearance today, WNCT's Kara Curry, Claire Curry, I should say, reports Barra was given a court-appointed lawyer. He will come back to court on May the 23rd. The Jacksonville police chief said last Friday there were 19 counts issued against Barra for secretly recording. However, the investigation is in the early stages. Friday evening, new charges were brought against Barra at the time. Ten children were identified as victims in the case. District Attorney Ernie Lee said the next step is to wait for the new law enforcement reports on Barra. Quote, these are classroom, uh, I'm sorry, these are, they are classroom felonies. They are class one felonies, which means that no prior record, with no prior record, it is a community-based punishment, which means no active sentence, Lisa. But here's here's the big question I've got. This guy is a uh, art teacher, I believe, right? I believe that was correct, yeah. Mm -hmm. Why are kids getting undressed in an art class? (laughs) 
I mean, I know. Yeah. Okay, are we into some questionable art practices? Are we doing nude paintings? I mean, why are children? These are kids in middle school. Yeah, middle school. That's the bigger question. I mean, or whatever, high school or college. Why are people getting undressed in the classroom? I mean, we sort of talked about this last week when the story broke on Friday. I mean, it, it, it'd be bad enough. I mean, you hear stories. I mean, it happened in a church here in Eastern Carolina years ago where a pastor put a camera in the ladies' room, which is sick. That is sick. Mm. But uh, you put a camera. and I mean, when I first saw this story, I said, well, that's weird. Why would a teacher take video of his kids in the classroom? And then it comes out today that the kids are partially undressed or getting undressed. Yeah, I don't know if it, if um, you know. I, I didn't know if it was during like a play or something. That's what I was trying to figure out because you know what uh, what what are they doing? I mean, it's not like gym class. Uh, maybe it was a drama class, and yeah, yeah they're getting their costumes. Well, I don't know, but it's it's uh, a question worthy of being asked. I can tell you, they better uh, they might all just put them in jail and leave them there because <laughs> some some parents might react on their own. Little, I tell you what. Um, there's a bunch of stories out today uh, about mama bears who have had enough. And you see a lot of mama bears running for office, but boy, you see a lot of mama bears that are paying attention to who's running for the school board, uh, you know, from the school board to the governor's race. Uh, they are paying attention and they're saying, you know, when, when Terry McAuliffe, boy, you talk about sticking your head in the hornet's nest when he came out with that comment saying you know i'm, I'm paraphrasing here but when he came out and said yeah parents they don't have anything to do with the kids education yeah just leave it up to the teachers and did you hear biden said the same thing last week oh yeah mm-hmm. now was he ad-libbing that because only a moron after they saw what happened to terry mcauliffe would have uttered those same words <laughs> well oh moron that's right. yeah I you answered my own it. question <laughs> But you know McAuliffe, I, I think he's got a boatload of money because I think he was in, he was in investment business or something. Maybe he's been in politics a lot, but but his, his political career's done. Oh, we can only hope. <laughs> By the way, did anybody notice last week? I think it was Thursday. Price of gas went up by fifty cents overnight. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's I think it's going to get worse because. Um, you know, you just look at the you know, the supply issues already, and then you more and more countries are putting restrictions on 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 Russia, and uh, you're just going to shrink that supply even more. The demand always goes up in the summertime. So, um, and and sometimes you know they, they apparently from cold weather to warm weather they they change some different, ratio yeah, different, yeah, and, different and different blend, mm-hmm. and and usually when that happens, you see a, a brief kick up in the price but it's usually three or four cents not 50 cents Mm -hmm. fox news is reporting today the department of energy announced a more than three billion dollars in funding to bolster supply chains and expand domestic production of advanced batteries in an effort to meet biden's goal of having electric vehicles make up half of all vehicles in america by 2030 that's only eight years away the department of energy announced 3.1 billion today in funding the investment is also to support the creation of new retrofitted and expanded commercial facilities, as well as manufacturing demonstrations and battery recycling. The department also announced $60 million in support of Second Life applications for batteries. 
Uh, and this article out of Fox News goes on and talks about how, uh, you know, this is this is a big deal. And this is to meet Joe Biden's desire to have uh, all these electric uh, cars. Yeah. And I, and I tell you, the environmentalists, environmentalists, you know, have been screaming for for years about uh, fossil fuels and all that. But the, the making and disposal of batteries essentially boils down of tearing up the earth and ripping out minerals making the battery, and it dies, and then you put it back in a hole in the ground. Speaking (laughs) of tearing up the earth and getting out the minerals to make these lithium batteries, a a main component of that is cobalt. The Federalist, now you wonder, is, is Joe all concerned about the environment? The answer to this is a clear no. The Federalist last uh, November ran an article talking about two articles that were in the New York Times taking an in-depth look at how the international agencies in the Biden administration are promoting electric cars. At the same time, China had acquired a near monopoly on the resources needed to build batteries for those vehicles. The tale of how China acquired a crucial mine in the Democrat Republic of Congo from a struggling American company in 2016 is an eye-opener. So, too, is what it discovered about the massive effort the Chinese government has made through companies and finances to take over the industry and how the United States has virtually done nothing to prevent this dangerous state of affairs. But one aspect of their investigation has political implications in addition to the obvious geostrategic implications of the Chinese acquiring a stranglehold on a vital resource just at the moment the obsession with going green to halt global warming has put the government behind their production of electric cars. One of the key players in the acquisition of this cobalt and copper mine from the American company Freeport um, McMoran, the buyer was a Baiha Arvis RST Shanghai Equity Investment Fund management company, better known by the industry as BHR, founded by no other than President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and two Americans in cooperation with Chinese investors. Hunter and the other two Americans own 30% of BHR and the Chinese players and other other players, 70%. This is a long article, but the bottom line is Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, why are they so hip on electric cars? They could care less about the environment. It is all about them lining their pockets and making good on their illegal, un-American promises to the ChaiCom. And uh, again, Hunter Biden orchestrated this deal so that the Chinese would have the corner on cobalt. Yep. And Bingo. and what did Hillary Clinton do when it came? Was it lithium? Is that uh, uranium? Uranium. Uranium ore deal with Russia. Well, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the, now Russia's got all the uranium, mm-hmm. and China's got all the cobalt. And so you got you got Hillary Clinton, and you got the Bidens selling out the American people to exhausted. to fill to fill their stinking greedy pockets. Yeah, they were so concerned about the environment. Speaking of the Bidens. You know, they got multiple homes. He spent less time at the White House than any other president. Every weekend he's jettisoning off to yep. Delaware to his beach house. If you really cared about the environment, keep your rear end there and, you know, you, you create a big carbon footprint. You always have. Don't buy that the Bidens care one iota about the environment. They don't. They care about their pocketbook. Biden Inc.
We speak the language of news. Let us translate. They told me to read this. I'm not allowed to go off script or I will get in trouble. When they talk... There are still predictions. How dare you ask me that? I am way smarter than you. I'm up here. You're down there. We'll explain. What unifies us is the... Nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Uh, unintelligible nonsense. What happens next happens here with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. One of our listeners uh, sent us a comment that the whole disinformation governance board is a red herring. Look, I, mean, this is, I think this is a very legitimate comment. Uh, and it, and it could be it could be so, but I, I feel like we've still got to cover the disinformation board. But the comment was, "That's not legitimate. There's something else more underhanded taking place. Why your attention was on this disinformation governance board?" I, I, you know, uh, the gentleman that sent that in was also a, a Tom. Uh, I think it's a very legitimate comment, Tom. I think uh, it's uh, entirely possible. That uh, I mean, n- never underestimate the conniving, lying, and uh, boy, just the dishonest corruption of a Democrat. I'm sorry, but that's exactly how I feel. We sure, don't call yeah, it yeah, news and views for nothing. Yeah, they take your eye off the ball, and so it could be. Yeah, good comment. There it is. It is. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, We only covered about half of what was in the pile, but uh, hey, there's always tomorrow at 5. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right.